We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How we doing? It's Ivy Nation Sports Talk. Glad to have you with us here today, along with Vince D'Addario. I'm Sean Styers. You know, we were planning this overreaction Monday, Vince, and who knew we, we would have even more to overreact to than just the blue gold? I know. Seriously. Saturday, right? You're not kidding. I mean, the hits just keep on coming, don't they? I know. I know. Prince Kali is in the transfer portal. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk quarterbacks. We're going to talk as Salty would say, the great one, Jaden Greathouse. How can you not? My first question to you, though, is have you recovered from the beating that you received from me in our blue-cold fantasy football matchup Saturday? Did you ever actually go through and like, add up all the points, or was there just really no I point did. doing it? Did you? I did. I, I went ahead because I had no idea like you know, what it would all look like. By my tabulation, I've got it right here. I had it just in case you asked. Okay. Because you know, I figured you would. Oh, yeah. 71 to 39 oh. is, is uh Wow, that's tally. even worse than I thought. Yeah. Was it well, now? Go ahead. 40, 47 of my points came yeah. from the combination of Sam Hartman and Jaden Greathouse. Yeah. So your best point getter was Jaden Thomas. And Which, the way Jaden Thomas was starting off, you know, we were sitting next to each other. We were talking the way Jaden Thomas was starting off. I thought he was going to have the game that Jaden yeah. Greathouse had. I was feeling but, good. I was yeah. feeling good about it. Hey, great pick, Vince. Feeling good about that. And not so much. After that, it was just like every um, time I looked up, Jaden Greathouse was getting a catch. Yeah. Sorry, Derek. I had Jaden Greathouse. So yeah. Vince did not. Derek was trying to uh, to take credit for steering you to selecting Greathouse, but I actually took. Jayden the only thing that so. I owe is you lunch. It's the only thing I owe at this point. <laughs> That's And like if we had swapped because you picked Tobias, we, we went. Two sets mm-hmm. of receivers. You you took Merriweather. I took Tyree with the first group. Right. And I took Greathouse. You took Jaden Thomas. I can't remember which order it was in. But uh, so, like, if we had swipped, j- swapped Jaden Thomas and Jaden Greathouse, it would have been, let's see, 66 to 44. So, I still would have gotten my butt whooped. Yeah. That's what exactly. you're saying. Because of the quarterback. <laughs> The quarterback situation really 
bit Ooh. me in the tuchus. Man, no kidding. Yeah, that was the and bad one. I think it got some people by surprise as well. Like uh, the disparity for sure. Yeah, the disparity. I'm not saying that yeah. I was surprised that that uh, Sam Hartman looked really good, and I was a little more surprised that Tyler Buckner looked the way he did out there. Agree, but I, I wasn't surprised that uh, that Sam Hartman looked good. But uh, I guess you know we can kind of jump into this now. We've uh, yeah. smashed the like button. By the way, we'll get to the Kali stuff in a little bit. Let's save the Kali. We'll lead off rapid fire with Prince, the Prince Kali situation. And All right. we've also got um comment from uh, Marcus Freeman about Lorenzo Styles and his entering the transfer portal and all that. So we'll kind of save that kind of the all together in rapid fire. We'll lead off rapid fire with that. How about some overreactions, though? You want to overreact to some stuff? <laughs> well, let's do it. Because that's what the, the Blue Gold game's all about. Uh-huh. Overreactions, right? Yes. Overreactions. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. My favorite overreaction up to this point, and it's not mine, but it's the it's the favorite one that I've seen, right? Is that there's a competition for who the second quarterback is going to be. Yes. That's my favorite one. Like, I refrained. I had a tweet all typed out and then deleted it in response to somebody <laughs> who said something along the lines of, you know, what I got out of this day is we don't know who the second quarterback's going to be or something along something like that. 
I had a whole thing just tight. I was like, you know what? I'm going to let this one go. I'm going to let it go. It's an overreaction. I don't need to get hot and bothered by it. But I am hot and bothered by it. Anybody who used their eyes and watched the two quarterbacks, and I'm talking about Angeli, and I'm talking about Tyler Buckner, watch them play. Come on. Come on. There's no, there's no competition there. Like, you leaned over to me at one point, and you're like, well, at least people aren't going to be talking about Angeli after this game. Like, <laughs> he didn't play well. And then he completed a few, you know, meaningless passes, basically. You know, yeah. Catch to, and there was there was like so much zone being played for one. Now there was some man to man, but there was a lot of zone that was being played. Yes, out there. a lot. Especially later, it seemed like you know it's like you talk about some scoops of vanilla. You had you had vanilla out there, and it just played to a little bit of pitch and catch. It's not like it's not like what he led him on a field goal drive, right? Like that yeah, was the only so. scoring. Yeah. That was the only scoring other than the three touchdown drives that that Hartman let him on yeah it was it was brutal vince, vince does a good sean impersonation <laughs> all right derek here we go uh, <laughs> you want I mean, that to it, be your overreaction that's, that's my biggest overreaction <laughs> yes that that's no the one i was i was saying derek yeah and i and i agree oh. i i saw that one as well and it's like okay this is where we're <laughs> going now this Seriously. is where we're going we're gonna throw out the fact that that half of the fan base if not more was you know, and that's probably an overreaction, an over-exaggeration. Just like the way people reacted after seeing Tyler Buckner in the Gator Bowl, and then you bring in yeah. Sam Hartman, you had that whole faction of people like, oh, Tyler Buckner just led us to a Gator Bowl win, and he had this great game. What do we need another quarterback for? And, you know, and, and so yeah. now we're going from that to we're going to disregard Tyler Buckner's performance in a real game, in a right. bowl game. Against an SEC opponent. Against an SEC opponent, we're going to disregard that. And because Steve Angeli completed what, like six passes in a in a in the second <laughs> half of the Blue Gold game, right? Saturday afternoon. Now all of a sudden, there's a competition between Buckner and Angeli for the number Hilarious. two spot. Really? Hilarious. Come, Come on. on. Yeah, it's it's a reach at best. It's a reach at best. Okay. Now look, I will be the first one to admit Tyler Buckner did not have a good game. He did not have a good game. He had yeah. a poor practice, but he was also not exactly set up for success with the offensive line that was in front of him and the pressure that was being put on him well, and all that. But at the same time, and it forced him to rush. His mechanics got crappy. And when his mechanics go bad, he goes bad. And that was that was the thing with Hartman is he was never rushed. Like, that's what impressed yeah. me the most. Like, if we want to compare the quarterbacks or, or talk a little bit about Sam Hartman's performance before we, you know, he just, he, to me, I, I just think that, and again, we've talked before, did Sam Hartman look great in the two full practices that we got to see him? No, he didn't look great, yeah. but I just like, I just, he feels like this is spring number six. Mm -hmm. I feel like you put this guy in a competitive situation and what you saw in, in those series that he got to play out there Saturday is what you're going to get. Like, it was never too fast for him. You know, like I was so important, like the, the touchdown pass or the maybe the throw, the play that impressed me the most, I, I think was probably his last play of the game. The touchdown pass to Matt Salerno. Like he looked, he kind of started to go and then he stopped and he waited for just an extra beat to where he knew that, you know, Salerno was going to be. And then he throws him 
wide open. It, it just it reminded me of like a veteran hitter at the plate who starts and then recognizes curveball. He kind of pauses in the middle of the swing and then he just boom, you know, deposits it wherever he wants to deposit. He knew where everybody was supposed to be at any given moment. Now, again, yeah. you know, like like some of the zone helped him out and stuff like sure. that. He made quick re and the offensive line helped him out. The other side of it was like, you, you know, you mentioned Tyler Buckner. He he didn't always have time because he didn't have the, you know, like three potential starters, two definite starters, three, you know, potential starters on the offensive line. He had the skill guys around him. But even when he had time to make plays, either he was slow making his reads, you know, like you were saying, he was either sped up yeah. or th there was good coverage, I thought, at times sure. as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's part of the problem. I mean, if you look at, and I, I think there's going to be a question about this later, if I remember the uh, rundown correctly. Um, look, the, the white secondary or the gold secondary was better than the blue secondary. I mean, I, as a whole, in my opinion, I mean, it. I, I just feel that way. And it played out that way in the game. I mean, the, the gold secondary played better than the blue secondary did. I mean, I think we can all yeah. agree on that. Right. Yeah. And and so all, you compound all of that. Number one, he didn't have a good day. Number two, he was sped up because he was being rushed. And when he wasn't rushed, his mechanics were sped up because he was being rushed all the other times. Number three, the red jersey effect. I mean, there was one where he literally got touched and it was a sack. I mean, in a real game, obviously that doesn't happen. And when you take away that aspect of his game, that is going to hurt him. Right. I'm right. not making excuses. He played poorly. Right. He absolutely played poorly, but we all but there are reasons partially for him playing poorly and for him not having the game that maybe some people expected him to. That's all well and good. It's the 15th. It's the one practice out of 15. But again, it's overreaction Monday and I totally get it. Everybody's <laughs> going to be upset and everybody wants to, you know, Sam Hartman's a Heisman Trophy winner. They need to take away Tyler Buckner's scholarship. And, you know, Steve Angeli needs to be the new QB, too. Like, there's a happy medium in there someplace. Now, as far as Sam Hartman is concerned, look, he was very impressive for all the reasons that you said. I just didn't think he was going to be that good this quick. Like, I anticipated he would get there and, and be that guy. I, I did. I just didn't think I would see it in the blue-gold game because – it was kind of a slow process through spring, at least the ones we were able to see and things like right. that. So he right. did surprise me in a positive way. And I just thought we would see that in August, not in April. So right. it was a positive surprise for me. Just to your point about the secondaries. So the blue secondary, this is what Sam Hartman was going up against. And it's not a knock on anybody one way or the, you know, Sam Hartman, Jaden Greathouse, Jaden Thomas, you know, those those guys. You had DJ Brown, Marty Auer, who, by the way, played a little bit on both sides. Ryan Barnes, Benjamin Morrison. Obviously, no one's going to quibble with with right, Benjamin Morrison and Clarence Lewis. Um, the gold secondary that Tyler Buckner was going up against: Xavier Watts, Ramon Henderson. So you had like two, two actual scholarship safeties, two safeties playing together <laughs> back there, as well as Jaden Mickey, who had the uh -huh. interception. Um, Chance Tucker who's had a pretty good spring, and then Auer was back there as well. So again, you know, like you're piecing it together either way, but overall, I, 
like the gold secondary, you know, in terms of across the board, I think you would probably take that over the blue secondary, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. I mean, it, look, Marty Hour played well and I was kind of goofing around in the post game show. Like Marty Hour played well, <laughs> he played really well, but he's not a scholarship safety and nobody's right. expecting him to be a scholarship safety. Right. So, you know, having potentially the two starting safeties be on the same team and the corners that, I mean, you know, Jaden Mickey is probably the third corner right now. I mean, I don't think anybody would argue with that. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it was just, it was just a better group. It was just a better group. Yeah. I mean, you know, Mickey made a nice play on the interception that he had, but let's yeah. be honest. I mean, Jaden Osbury easily could have had a pick six if he holds on it. Now it was Absolutely. raining and, you know, he's making a move on the ball and, but it's like Buckner, you know, could have easily been, should have been like, if they would have given him that first one back, even if Osbury had held on, he was, he was intercepted basically twice in a span of, of three plays there. Okay. You know, and they were, and they were both underthrown yeah. footballs, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. I, I, so, I mean, at the end of the day, so there's another another box to check, right? I mean, he was going up against a tougher secondary than Sam right. Martin was going up against. Right. So, uh, you know, I guess we can, you know, take what we want out of the comments from Marcus Freeman. I think the first three questions at the press conference were about the quarterbacks. The first one was something to the effect of, have you seen this Sam Hartman throughout the spring and you know maybe we were there for a couple of bad days and Freeman essentially said well you, you know there, there's been definite progress over the course of the spring you know from practice one to practice 15 and, and Saturday spring game was practice 15 and then of course the question about the quarterback battle so here's what he said about that no, I think we still have quarterback battle you know and, and what you can't determine <laughs> a winner and loser based off one practice, practice 15. And, um, you know, it, again, there, it, and you can't base a decision off of what we view as a certain outcome. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that goes into a quarterback battle, but all, obviously the quarterback play. And so I know just being out there, I, we got to go back and watch the film. I'm like, we're not blocking the end. There's some protection issues. We're dropping balls. We got to go and look where the route's exactly precise. I'm always going to defend the quarterbacks because, as I've always said, that position is most like the head coaches. They get praise and criticism. Everybody's going to praise Sam for how we play today. They're going to criticize Tyler. They both probably played pretty well. We have to look at the film. I know the stats might not say it, but listen, both of them um, are tremendously talented. And uh, we'll go back and evaluate over 15 practices and continue to look as we move forward look at as we move forward look you're just going to have a hard time convincing anyone there's a true quarterback battle at this point after watching Saturday and again I realize it and it's completely fair what he said because we've said it as well when we watch practices you can't base everything on sure. one practice but Sam Hartman looked like the guy they brought him here to be yeah. Tyler Buckner you know bad you know again like We've seen Tyler Buckner in a real game as well. So I'm I'm not going to base every opinion that I have on Tyler Buckner on no. a poor, you know, performance in a blue gold game. I, I did notice like he was, he, he dropped the ball once or twice, you know, like tanking pregame warm-up snaps and all that kind of stuff, you know, so maybe the grip was an issue for him even, you know, I'm not, and I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but he was wearing the glove and, 
you know, trying to do that kind of stuff out there in the rain. Was Hartman playing in the same conditions? Yeah, but everyone reacts differently to everything. I just, again, I, I think you're going to have a hard time, though, convincing anyone there's a true quarterback battle, but I understand why he has to say it. He does have to say it. I mean, and the practices that we were at, there were times where Tyler Buckner looked better than Sam Hartman. That's just a fact. Like, we yeah. saw it with our own eyes. That's not media spin. That's not coach spin. That's what we saw with our own eyes. So, I mean, yeah, he had a bad day. Nobody is saying that he didn't. And at the end of the day, did Sean, did you ever think going into spring practice that it was going to be anything different than Sam Hartman, number one, Tyler Buckner, number two, will come August 26th? No. Me neither. (laughs) You can still have a competition and that still be the outcome that we all know is going to be the outcome. And I, and I feel that that's where we're at. I mean, yes, it looked like the Grand Canyon between the two guys on Saturday. Completely agree with that. For all the reasons that we said, and for all of the things that led up to Sam Harton being successful and Tyler Buckner not being successful, there was a Grand Canyon of difference to any Joe Blow that turned on that game and watched it. We both know that that is a much narrower gap, but Sam Hartman's still on top. And I don't think anybody's surprised about that. I'm not. Shytown says, how Hartman is not already named the starter, I don't quite understand. And that's not a knock on Buckner because if Hartman isn't there, he would be our starter 100%. He's not named the starter, I think, because one, you want him to continue to work hard in the offseason and compete you know, exactly. and basically be in the frame of mind that even if he doesn't end up being the starter, which again, obviously we don't think that he will, but even if he doesn't, that he's still one snap away, regardless, you have to have a legitimate number two. Well, like, like think about the difference right now, Hartman to Buckner compared to Buckner to pine last year. Hmm. And like, like what, you know, is that what you would want? You know, like you have to have a legitimate number two starter going into the season and Buckner has to feel like he's competing for this job as well, because you want him fully invested in, in being at Notre Dame and feeling like, you know, again, what, what, whether Marcus, there's just no way Marcus Freeman was, it was going to declare that at the end of spring practice going into the summer, because you want that to be a competition going into the fall for the betterment of your program. 100%. I could not have said it better myself because that's exactly like in a perfect world. If you're Marcus Freeman, you kind of want both guys to struggle a little bit. You want both guys to have a little success. That way, you know, it's a a battle. You wanted it at least to look a little bit more even. Yeah. Even though you know, going back into the office, where what the depth chart looks like. I mean, we all know what the depth chart looks like. This is not. We're not all, you know, oh my gosh, I wonder, is this right? Oh, it's a competition. Uh, Yes. It's a competition because Sam Hartman is still going to get pushed by Tyler Buckner. And as long as Sam Hartman is getting pushed by Tyler Buckner, it's going to make Sam Hartman better. It's going to make the team better. And again, like you said, he's one play away from not being the quarterback in Notre Dame. You have to remember that. So Cape Cod is, you know, coming at me now saying Pine wasn't a legit number two last year is an idiotic comment. Okay. Pine was eight and two to save the season, Sean. Okay. So, so his 80 yards or 90 yards against Clemson, you know, like because they gave him his participation trophy, you know, making him player of the game against Clemson because he happened to be there to hand the ball off. You know, we're going to put that on him. You know, what about, 
you know, he he played a part in the losses as well. Did you happen to watch the the first half of the Cal game? And then you're going to tell me that like he was the reason. Like, when was he the reason they won any of those games? Like when he was locked in on Michael Mayer and all the double coverage that Michael Mayer was drawing. When was he the reason they yeah. won any of those games? Tell me that. He's a placeholder. Okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna, you know, say that I made an idiotic comment. Your comment is much more idiotic if you're trying to tell me that Drew Pine was the reason they won those eight games. Yes, yes, they won. He did not win anything. Correct. They won. And also, when they told him they were going to bring in Sam Hartman, what's the first thing he did? He cut and ran. He didn't want to have to compete for anything else. He cut and ran, and he went to Arizona State. While they were still preparing for a bowl, correct? Because he was season. also because he was also told that Tyler Buckner was going to start the bowl game before him, and so he left. You know, because right. he knows he knows that the competition that they had in the fall and the spring and everything he was going to lose. He knew he was going to lose those competitions, so he left. And I don't even know if he's going to start. Maybe he's going to start at Arizona State. Whatever, I don't care. Pack 12 after dark. It's past my bedtime. I mean, I'm this is the question. Are you going to tell me that the Drew Pine that we saw any at any point during the season, was that Drew Pine better than the Tyler Buckner we saw in the Gator Bowl? That's what I'm comparing it to. Again, yeah, we're talking exactly. about like they don't win the Gator Bowl without the performance Tyler Buckner gave them. Period. In the Gator Bowl. You cannot say that about any game Drew Pine started last year. That right. they won the game because of him. Completely he agree. happened to be the facilitator for the offense. That's it. That is right. Yep. Yes. And, and that's my point. At no point during that, that eight and two was Drew Pine better than the Tyler Buckner we saw in the Gator Bowl. That's my whole point. Right. And and Notre Dame won the Gator Bowl because Tyler Buckner existed. Period. I mean, that's Drew Pine doesn't, they don't win that game with Drew Pine at quarterback. Even with the pick sixes that Tyler Buckner threw, they don't win that game right. with 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 Drew Pine at quarterback. They don't. Listen, here's here's the evaluation that you know, like the NFL draft is this week, and you know, like Drew Pine obviously loved throwing the ball to Michael Mayer, and all these draft evaluators that I've heard talking about Michael Mayer have said things like, "Well, he never really had good quarterback play at Notre Dame." But he still ended up being the program's all-time leading, uh, you know, tight end. You know, receiver, touchdowns, yardage, receptions, the whole thing. But he never had good quarterback play. I have heard that from multiple draft evaluators talking about Michael Mayer. He never had good quarterback play yeah. at Notre Dame. Yep. And, 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 you know, there's a comment in here about Drew Pine being the leader of the team. He was a vocal guy. But he didn't have a C on his chest, so he wasn't a captain. So he wasn't, you know, yeah, look, he's a vocal guy. I I don't have anything negative to say about Drew Pine as a person. Yeah, he, he was a leader. Sure, that's cool. But, like, I commended Drew back. Yeah, I commended Drew Pine for the job that he did when he was doing sure. the job. I, I, I thought he did, you know, like, for – the level of skill and talent that he actually had, you know, he he did as good as could be expected. And, and I've said this about Tommy Reese, you know, like 
trying to get him to perform to that level as well. But, you know, like Josh, the Buffo, the motivational business baker, Drupine dipped on the team for the bowl game because he was too scared to compete for the job. Like that's, that's not, a, that's not leadership. You know, it's not, you're, you're preparing for it's, it's no more leadership than Brian Kelly a year earlier with Notre Dame competing for a playoff spot, jumping and bolting for LSU. It's, there's really, there's not much difference between yeah. the two in, in the way they handled their situations. And to me, the pine thing is is probably even worse because he wasn't being dangled, you know, tens of millions of dollars like Brian no. Kelly was in the contract and everything else that was going to come with it. Pine just flat out didn't stay because he didn't want to compete with Sam Hartman for the job. He thought that what he did during the season was good enough and she, he shouldn't have to compete for that. Like, I don't even think that he wanted to compete with Tyler Buckner for the starting job in the Gator Bowl, for that matter. He didn't. Yeah, that's why he bailed. That's why he bailed when he did. So, I mean, it is what it is, guys. I mean, we're, yeah. we're obviously not going to change the mind of certain people, and that's totally well, fine. And, you're, you're and arguing about opinion. arguing about Drew Pine at this point is yeah. just like there's there's no sense. It's it's basically a hypothetical now because he's right. gone and he ain't coming back. So, what difference no. does it make what Drew Pine did or didn't do? My 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 point is, and my point was this before the Blue Gold game, and it, it will continue to be. One through four, the Notre Dame quarterback room is in the best shape now than we've yep. seen it in more than a decade. One through four. So. Absolutely. And where where would Drew Pine be on that on that depth chart if he was still here? That's my question. <laughs> Good question. So I, I think he, he'd be no, I think he'd be number three behind Buckner if he was still here. At best. At least. At best. Yeah. And and by fall that might have changed. And then you might have a you know a competition between him and, and Jelly. They're at number three. Yes, at number three for like who gets the number three job. And I, right. look, I if if there's a quarterback competition in the fall, to me, Sean, I think that quarterback competition is for number three. I think it's between Kenny Minchie and Steve Angeli. Give Kenny Minchie an offseason like in the summer with seven on sevens and all that. Let's see who the number three quarterback is come August 26th. You know what I mean? Like I think that's where the competition is. One and two are settled. That's not changing, folks. Right. That that's not changing. I think the competition is for who get who is number three. Yeah, and that that'll be that'll be one that we won't get to watch. And unfortunately, like once the know, season right? begins, yeah, you know, it'll kind of you know, it's like they're both going to be scout team, and you know, what you know, you just you really don't know what's going to happen to those guys who, uh, honestly who sit in those number 3 and sure. number 4 spots but you know there still like there there's a lot of talent in that room that's all i would say yes yes lots of talent and it's exciting and the future is very bright as well as the present for that matter right Present is what I'm excited for. I like this overreaction from Tyler Smith. Green bean casserole is the superior side at cookouts. That's, I don't know. That is green a bean, terrible take. Green bean casserole and cookouts. Those are two things that have never come out of my mouth at the same time. It's Those like, are, that's a terrible take in my Yes, opinion. my daughter, you know, like what her favorite Thanksgiving side is. She wants the green bean casserole, but with Ugh. a little, you know crinkly oh, onions oh, on top oh i know with it it's it's at every family gathering that we have yeah the green bean casserole and i 
I avoid it like the plague. I can't. My aunt, ugh. I did too. Like my oh. aunt was was famous. It's like everyone else would, you know, make the nice, you know, pies and yes. someone would always have the turkey. She would always have the green bean casserole. That was her thing. It's like oh. buy a couple cans of green beans, buy a, you know, a can of the, what is it? Like the mushroom soup or whatever and <laughs> throw it in the oven and that's Terrible. her contribution Terrible. to the dinner. So terrible yeah. that's a terrible take tyler i'm terrible. sorry but it's terrible terrible <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How about Jaden Greathouse? Like, I mean, wow. We haven't even touched on him. We've we've spent all this time talking about the quarterbacks, which I guess, I, you know, I pretty much thought we would, that we would. But how about Greathouse? Nice Nice, you wanna, uh, nice yeah. little unveiling for a freshman, huh? You want to talk about somebody who took advantage of the fact that, A, he wasn't being guarded by Benjamin Morrison, and, B, he had Sam Hartman as his quarterback, and, C, most of the starting wide receivers were on the blue team. Like, he took advantage. The kid is very smart. He was able to find the holes in the zone, and he was sitting down in them, and he was just making play after play after play after play. And there was one play in particular where Sam threw the ball to his outside and it looked like a bad throw, but the defender was closing on the inside. And so he threw it back here and great house was smart enough to, to adjust to that ball, knew that it was going to be coming over here, adjust to that ball and make the catch. Right. He's a smart kid, man. He is a smart kid, which shocks me because who knew that a true freshman was smart enough to play wide receiver <laughs> at the University of Notre Dame. He must be a rocket scientist, Sean. I'm sensing, I'm sensing, I don't know, Vince. I'm sensing some sarcasm. I Not just, me. I don't know what that means. I feel like that's what it is. <laughs> I, I mean, know. he he impressed me from from that aspect. Like he he was clearly understands defenses. At least he understands uh, zone. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So we're we're I I'm very excited to see what he ends up doing. I still don't think he's going to start, but I think he's no, going to get a lot of playing time. I don't think he's going to start either. I do think he's going to play, and we'll hear a comment from Marcus Freeman here in a second. You know, but I I think that he has the chance to be really good. What you know, like you mentioned, the ability to to find the spots in the zone and get open, and he did it multiple. You know, multi positional. As well, because like you would see Jaden Thomas outside, Great House inside. And 
some vice versa. You know, they're able to move those guys around and do some different things with them. And I think that that's what's going to ultimately help him sure. the most. And it, and it sounds like they're doing a lot more. You know, it's like it's not like one guy was always locked into one position anyway. But in terms of slotting outside, you know, you, you, I think with Chancey Stuckey, we're seeing more of that. You know, you know, but like 18 yards after catch, you know, and it kind of st- like you were saying, knowing the spots in the zone, only 18 yards a- after the catch of 118 total yards that he had. So there wasn't a whole lot of running with the ball afterwards, but it's like catch it. And then, you know, yeah. but again, if you're sitting in the right spot in the zone, you make the catch, then you get tackled. You can, you know, as we saw, you can move the sticks <laughs> when you when you have 11 receptions for 118 yards. Yeah, I mean, he. Like I said, he was doing a great job of just getting open in the zone, catching the ball, going down. That's fine. Save yourself. Move the chains. I don't have a problem with that. He doesn't need to be yeah. the big play wide receiver on this team as a freshman. No, he doesn't no. need to be. Not at all. But like you want some size, you know, some extra size. I think that you can definitely put him in there. Well, here's here's Marcus Freeman when he was asked about the day that Gradehouse had. He stuck out. He played well. I mean, he he played really well. All three of those freshmen are going to help us, you know, and and all three of those freshmen will play for us this year. I'm I'm really confident um, that those three those three guys will will help this football team. And and um, it's good to see Jaden step up today. Like I said, when the lights are on, you want to see who will step up and make plays. And uh, he he's been all three of them have have been really really um, good additions to our program throughout the spring that wasn't just a one-time performance all three of those guys have shown um to be productive throughout spring all three vince i mean he is uh he's going out i love it i don't think he's going too far out on a limb he's saying all three are going to help him and look you know like when it circling back to the lorenzo styles conversation which we'll get to more specifically in rapid fire but you know again i think you start to see how things were shaping up for Lorenzo Styles and, and at least yep. what forced that move to try to play the defensive side of the ball. Well, and that's absolutely right. And he's all in. I mean, they they obviously have three rocket scientists wide receivers on the team, and all three of those guys are going to play. And, and when Brian and I were doing the postgame show the other day, he predicted that all three of them are going to have a touchdown this year. And can you ever – like? Can you even fathom yourself saying that a couple of years ago on, on a Notre Dame team that three true freshmen I are going to have a touchdown? Like, it would have been three true freshmen are going to get on the field in an offensive set would have been amazing. I mean, I just things have changed so drastically the last two years uh, at Notre Dame from a wide receiver standpoint, from an offensive standpoint. It's just, yep, it is refreshing is what it is. And, I, and I'm excited about them. We've seen all three of those guys run around in practice and – I would say going into the game, Rico Flores, you know, appeared to be the most polished wide receiver of the three. And then Jaden Greathouse comes out and does this. And we know Braylon James can take the top off of a defense. So, I mean, the sky's the limit for these three guys. And you're right. When After watching on Saturday, anybody that questioned Lorenzo Styles and maybe why he left or whatever, really shouldn't be questioning that anymore. Yeah. Really shouldn't be. Yeah, because I mean, look, we're we're talking about Great House. We're talking a little bit about Jaden Thomas, who you know, like Jaden Thomas when Hartman was still in there, he you know he had a heck of a first half himself, four catches for seventy one yards and in the touchdown, and like the post is is the highlight and all that 
sure. kind of stuff. But, you know, again, you know, like you're talking about positional flexibility, like we don't we, we didn't get to talk about Chris Tyree and or Tobias Merriweather. And this is what I think we talked about in Friday's Rapid Fire, the fact that it did kind of stink that we didn't we, that we weren't going to chance going to get a chance to see uh, Merriweather and Hartman and, and that potential connection together. So it's like, don't forget about that guy. You know, like there's still some things for him to work on, but don't forget about that guy either, because there's still a lot there for Tobias and for Chris Tyree for that matter. Well, I think that, this receiving yeah. core is just going to be scary this year. Well, and you know, you, so here's the deal, right? You're, you've got these three freshmen. None of them are going to start in my opinion, because you've got Tobias Merriweather, you've got, you know, Jaden Thomas, you've got Chris Tyree, you've got Deion Colsey. Those four guys are going to play over the freshmen, at least to start, right? And then you've got those three freshmen. I mean, there's only so many downs, so many time, you know, places for the ball to go, obviously. But they're going to get time on the field. They're not going to get equal time. That's that's not how football works. It's not, right. you know, third grade basketball. Like, that's not, that's not how it works. But... Those guys are going to get on the field. They are going to get targeted when the first team offense is out there. They're going to make plays, no doubt about it. Uh, but and, it, and it's exciting. I mean, it's 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 exciting. And if those three guys hadn't popped the way they were, Lorenzo Styles is still in a Notre Dame uniform. He I is. I agree. You want to talk about Clarence Lewis? You want to talk about the secondary? Well, we can. Bit? I mean, we are not the... Marshall asking how he's sure. Clarence's regress. Go ahead, like. You, you had a point you were going to make there. No, I was just going to say, like, he had a rough game on Saturday. I mean, yeah. he probably had a, a more of a rough game than Tyler Buckner did, to be honest with you, because he was just getting burnt left and right, was missing tackles. I mean, he missed that that uh, that tackle when uh, JT scored the touchdown, mm-hmm. should have been tackled about the eight-yard line. Uh, he had a rough day. There's no way to sugarcoat it. And right now, he's probably the fourth-best corner that they've got with the potential of dropping even further, to be honest with you, if Christian Gray is still healthy. So, you know, I don't, like somebody said, I can't believe they keep running him out there. Well, it was the blue goal game. You need at least four. Like, I don't think he's going to be, quote unquote, run out there all that often, uh, if I'm being honest, because I think you're going to see Jaden Mickey get more snaps than Clarence Lewis. You're obviously going to see Cam Hart and Benjamin Morrison get more snaps. Christian Gray is going to be competing for some snaps. So I don't I don't think it's going to be a huge issue. That's why we were saying it's probably time to move him to safety. We've, we've been saying that all along. If they haven't done it by now. They're probably not going to do it. But he's going to get buried in the depth chart as well. And again, with Lorenzo Styles attempting to move over to defense, you know, where did he fall in that depth chart? He, I, The man was a victim of the depth chart. And unfortunately, Clarence Lewis is going to be a victim of the depth chart too. Yeah. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, people are starting to get a little bit antsy. Man, they are. When we're going to talk about Prince Kali. There's a lot to talk about today. It's like we literally waited from from the Gator Bowl until 2 days ago to have something tangible to talk about. So we had, you know, Seriously. We, we we can't open up overreaction Monday, the first Monday after the Blue Gold game and not talk about the blue gold game, you know, quarterbacks and and stuff like that. All right. We will uh, talk to you tomorrow. Hit the like button on your way out. If you haven't already done so. And of course, subscribe, rate and review. Have a great one. And we will talk to you on Tuesday on IB nation sports talk.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.